Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome back to another episode of Resilient Minds 365. I'm Cleone Crawford, your host. Well, guys, we have a special episode and special guest with us today. Today, we have Lynn Ray with us. Who is Lynn Ray? Well, Lynn Ray was diagnosed with depression at the age of 35 and bipolar disorder at 35. She's been living with these illnesses since 1991 and has numerous hospitalizations. Two psychiatrists told her at age 39 that she would never work full-time again. She has proven them wrong. Lynn has written two books, the F book, the seven F's to creating your fantastic future teaches you how incorporating these seven F's will lead to happier, healthier, and more joy-filled life. The other is called My Journey Back to Myself, which depicts her struggles as her struggles and recovery from bipolar disorder. And as an inspirational speaker, Lynn shares with others with others her coping strategies for, for living with bipolar disorder and how she learned to be a productive member of society again and thrive despite how she was labeled. Her talk. Seven F's to creating your fantastic future outlined seven words, all starting with the letter F that led to her recovery. She has spoken at hospitals, conferences, rotary clubs, libraries, colleges, and universities. Lynn Ray makes her home in Newmarket, Ontario, 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 Canada. Um, in the summer, she loves taking care of her vegetable garden and eating fresh from it every day. With that said, I now present to you, Lynn Ray. Lynn, how are you doing today? I'm just great, thanks. Thank you for having me. No problem. So one thing that stuck out for me, I'm very interested in learning about the seven Fs. What are the seven Fs? They are family, friends, fun, fitness, fulfillment, finances, and faith. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's really good. So I'm, I'm going to write that down because I want to I keep that in my, my mind so that it's finances, faith, family, friends. Fun and fitness. And fitness. And fulfillment. And fulfillment. Cool. Love it. Love it. So tell us a little bit more about your profession. You've been speaking and um, what else have you been doing? Well, I'll just go back a little bit. bit. I was speaking from 2006 to eight about my recovery, but I wasn't working full time. Mm -hmm. So I need to prove, first of all, to myself and then to those psychiatrists that I could work full-time again. Yes. So I started working full-time, I believe in 2009. 
and in an office. And then six years ago, I got downsized. So since then, I've had my own virtual assistant business. Oh. I've clients I do administrative tasks and bookkeeping for either at my home or their home office. But this year is one of transition for me. I want to get back into public speaking. I love helping people. So I took the time this winter and spring to um, work on my book and update it. And now I'm going full tilt into being an inspirational speaker again. Cool. And I've also launched a success coaching business based on my book. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I love it. I love it. You're proving everyone wrong. And that's what's, what's, that's what's, what's, what's awesome, you know? All right. So with that said, we're going to go right into the mental health piece of this interview. So what is your mental health? Well, we read what your mental health disorder is, but when were you diagnosed again? I was diagnosed with major depression in 1991 mm -hmm. and bipolar disorder in 1996. Okay. Okay. I see. So tell us, what is your, tell us your mental health story of resilience. How did you overcome? What did you have to go through? What happened? Break it down for us. Wow. <laughs> yes, I did a lot of work. I had seven hospitalizations in 10 years, either for depression or mania. Mm -hmm. And after those hospitalizations, we would have to go to the day program where we learn more about our illness and have workshops and guest speakers. So that's one thing I did. I listened to my doctors and the nurses and did what they told me to do. I, I have been taking medication for 30 years. There were a few times I was off of it, but for the most part for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I believe I had to be medication compliant before I could really get down to work on myself. The things I did to help myself, I went to a support for depression group mm -hmm. where we could talk openly about our week and how we were feeling. I have two or 300 books in my personal library. Wow. Uh, started reading books about mental health, bipolar disorder and depression specifically, but I've also read many biographies about people that have overcome challenges in their lives. I, I just devour self-help books still. Um, one of the ones that made a big impact on me early on was when I say, no, I feel guilty. I thought I'd been a people pleaser and always did what everybody else wanted. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn to have my needs met first. And another one that made a big impact me is called boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's how we have to put boundaries around ourselves. I had to learn who to let into my close circle of friends people that supported and believed in me. 
and take a step back from some people because they just didn't fit um, into my long range plans, I guess you could say. Right, right, understood. Okay. So how did you become, what, what, what did you have to do to become now a coach? Like, what did you, like, what, what was the journey like to get to that point where you're now, you're now this speaker, you're not, you're not struggling with your, your mental health anymore. Well, one thing Deepak Chopra says is we need to avoid toxic emotions, toxic relationships, and toxic jobs. Mm. I've had jobs that were a really bad fit for me. I took because I needed the work, and I won't do that anymore. Okay. Um, toxic relationships is about boundaries, only letting people, certain people into our close circle of family and friends. Mm-hmm. And toxic emotions. I did a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy many years ago. It's called CBT. It's how you change your thoughts to change your emotions. Okay. Like every time you have a negative thought, you change it to something positive. So let's say I'm thinking, oh, I can't make any friends. Well, I have to think, what have I done to try to make friends? And instead change it to say, okay, I go, I go, go to church and go bowling. Maybe I'll make a friend at one of those places, you know? Right. Instead of saying, I can never do this and catastrophizing things, learn to switch it to how can I make that happen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. okay a big thing was changing negative thoughts to positive ones right that makes sense that makes a lot of sense so what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points list all resources wow okay when i was severely depressed i i'd still get up every morning have my breakfast but then i would just he was so drained of energy. I would just lay on the couch most of the day. Yes. What I would do is put on a movie that I've seen 10 or 20 times before and just listen to it with my eyes closed. Or I'd put on my favorite songs and listen to them. Mm-hmm. One that helped me way back was Up by Shania Twain. Some of the words are, you can only go up from here. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I felt. I thought, okay, things cannot get any worse. There's only one place to go, and that's up. (laughs) So when when I was at my lowest, I did not have a lot of energy. When I started to feel better, I would work part-time or do volunteer work. I always felt this need to give back and... Oh, the famous psychiatrist Carl Menninger said when asked what advice he would give somebody on the verge of a nervous breakdown, 
He said, lock up your house, go across the tracks and find someone in need and do something to help that person. And I firmly believe doing volunteer work really helped me with my self-esteem. You know, I would just volunteer at the food bank. Um, I volunteered at the hospital once for a few months. Just anything to have a purpose to my day and a reason that I had to get up and dressed and look presentable to the world. Mm -hmm. We all purpose a reason to get up every day. And when you're depressed, it's hard to find a reason. It really is. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? I wish I felt like I could talk to my family. My kids were quite young, you know. I don't did, didn't expect them to be able to help me. Mm -hmm. But I wish I had a close family member that I felt I could talk to and for my how dark too, but that didn't happen. I wish there had been somebody that I could talk to that had bipolar that made an amazing recovery and I couldn't find that person. I had to rely on famous people. Um, Margaret Trudeau is the former wife of a prime minister in Canada. Right. I heard her speak about her struggles with bipolar and she gave me inspiration. Um, Patty Duke is used to be an actress. She was the first famous person to write a book about her struggles with bipolar. Um, Robin Williams, the comedian, he had bipolar. Mm -hmm. I had to look to famous people to get my strength from, to know that I could do amazing things in my life. I wish I had somebody I could sit down and have coffee with and tell me, Lynn, I've got through this. You can too. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to be that person for other people. That's good. That's good. I love it. Okay. And uh, my next question is, what words of hope can you give to our listeners? What would you tell them? Well, I get back to quotations. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, you can believe the diagnosis, not the prognosis. And I'll say it again because it's so important. You can believe the diagnosis, not the prognosis. Doctors have to give us a label when they're making a diagnosis, but that label does not have to define us. Yes. We need to throw that label away and say, okay, I have this illness, fine, that's the label. But how am I going to conquer it or overcome it or manage it? And another saying that I really like is, I don't give up, I don't give in, I don't take no for an answer. And that's kind of been the theme with me throughout my life. Love it. Love it. Absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Love it. Okay, so now we're going to take a switch in topics here at this, junct at this juncture. Um, so as you can see behind me, there is a book. 
It says the music of my life. Oh, uh, wow. And basically it's my book where I wrote about uh, my journey with bipolar disorder. And so with that said, we're going to talk about music therapy. I'm going to be buying your book because music has had a lot of influence in my life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's funny how music could have that influence. It can just touch anyone's heart. It doesn't matter where you come from. It 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 really it reaches everywhere, you know? So with that said, what type of music do you like? I like soft rock, classic rock. I was a teenager in the 70s, okay? Okay. So I like a lot of 70s music. Mm -hmm. But it's the words that resonate with me. It, you know, it has to have a nice beat and tune, of course, too. But I listen very carefully to the words of songs. And yeah. I had songs just scream at me listening to the words. Cool. And if you were to think of a song that best describes your journey, what would it be and why? Well, the song is I Am Woman by Helen Reddy. It was very popular in the 70s, but I wasn't listening to it back then because I was a teenager, right? What yeah. did that song say to me back then? Nothing, okay? <laughs> but I know people aren't going to believe me when I say this, but one day I was downloading songs on my computer. I was writing each song down on a piece of paper that I downloaded. And somehow that song downloaded on my computer. And like I said, it wasn't a favorite song of mine. I'd barely even heard it before. Mm -hmm. And I the words and went, okay, the universe is telling me, listen to this song, Lynn. Yeah. And that has been my theme song. I can do anything. I, I can't think of the words right now but I am woman hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore and I know too much to go back and pretend it's just an amazing song for any woman who's struggling that's good I'll definitely listen to it check it out and see what it's like I had I don't think I've heard of it um I probably maybe I have heard of it but I don't know I'm not from the, I'm not from the seventies. I'm from the 80s. Yeah. I can tell you're quite a bit younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. I will definitely check that song. I am woman. Um, so how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Okay. I have a personal Facebook account, Lynn Ray. I'm on LinkedIn. I have a website that's called myjourneybacktomyself.ca or .com, it doesn't matter. But And I published the F book this summer. So it is for sale on Amazon as well as a workbook that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy the F book, you can just go to my website and there's a link there to click and it takes you to my book for sale on Amazon. 
But the best way to keep in touch with me is through Facebook or LinkedIn, I think. Okay, perfect. Awesome. My upcoming talks are listed on my website. Myjourneybacktomyself.ca? Yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Awesome. Well, Lynn, um, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you and hear your, your story. Um, I think people should definitely go and get your book for sure. Um, it has, it looks like you, you gave us some good nuggets on, on, on how to come back from a place of destitute to a place of um, Victoria, you know, like overcoming and being victorious. So thank you very much. So with that said, and to all you resilient minds out there, until next time, please subscribe to us on all our, our platforms. And don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Also, join the, the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonicrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. If you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show, or connect with Lynn's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of, the, of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at only Cleone or Resilient Minds um, 365. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off. Let's <laughs> go.